Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Whether you're a busy professional couple, a large family that runs a super fast-paced life, or even someone who just wants to start cooking more, HelloFresh makes it easier, tastier, and healthier than ever before to enjoy the experience of cooking new recipes and eating together at home. From creating the recipes and planning the meals to grocery shopping and even delivering all of the pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh delivers right to your door which is great for me because I don't like leaving my apartment to do anything that's not comedy related. You can skip the trip and have it all brought to you. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. For somebody like me, it's perfect because I don't like to cook a lot. And when I do, I want it to be easy and you know not take a long time because I'm always on the move. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone, from novices to seasoned home cooks, short on time, to somebody like me who just makes soup and Pop-Tarts. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients, which is big for me and should be for you because fresh ingredients is how you should be living, healthier, measured to the exact quantities needed so that there's no food waste. HelloFresh also employs a full-time registered dietitian on staff who reviews each recipe to ensure it is nutritionally balanced. All this shit is delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. I already got my box. I got to be honest, it was crazy how well packaged everything was. Still so fresh. You know, it was on my doorstep for a couple days and everything was was perfectly intact. And, uh, and you know, which is why we're uh, letting them uh, be a sponsor. Because they're the shit. And we only want to throw stuff at you guys that we, uh, that we back. And HelloFresh is that. Now, if you want... To start your first week of deliveries and get $35 off that, visit HelloFresh.com right now and enter ALN when you subscribe. And you can start eating healthier, smarter, tastier, and more awesomer than ever before. That's visit HelloFresh.com and enter ALN when you subscribe to get $35 off your first week of deliveries. That sounds great! That's because it is, guy who just came into my apartment with a weird voice. Mmm, sleep. I love it. Love sleeping a lot. Love sleeping comfortably. That's why I sleep on a Casper mattress. Yeah, baby. Look, the mattress industry has forced consumers into paying notoriously high markups. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to you, the consumer. Time Magazine called them one of the best inventions of 2015. Why? Because Casper mattresses, which both Brad and I have and fucking love them because they're dope and comfy as shit, The sleep surface was developed in-house, it has a sleek design, and is delivered in a small, hey, how did they do that, sized box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. But how did they do it? An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's just got the right sink and the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design sleeps cool. So it helps regulate your temperature through the night. That's fucking, that's so dope. Look, mattresses, most of them cost $1,500 and up. Casper mattresses cost $500 for a twin size, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and $950 for a king. That's, that's incredible. Start sleeping better and start sleeping better now. So go to www.casper.com slash ALN and use the code ALN and get $50 off towards any mattress purchase now. All right? Free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. If you don't like it, all right, you get a free return and a 100-night home trial, all right? So they'll pick it up and refund you everything if you don't like it after 100 days, all right? They understand the importance of sleeping better, 
and you know know the commitment that comes with a mattress, especially if you're going to sleep on it for a third of your life. Go to www.casper.com slash ALN, use the promo code ALN, and get $50 off towards any mattress purchase. And start sleeping better, baby, because you deserve it. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. What up? Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Had a great weekend of shows in San Diego. Thank you to everyone at the La Jolla Comedy Store, the staff, everybody, all the ALN fans and new ALN fans that came out. What a blast. Sandy Danto, Frank Castillo, my boy Avery Pearson came out. We did some music. We jammed. One of the best clubs in the country. Always a good time. It's just good to get out of L.A., you know, get some San Diego beach life up in this. And thank you for all the emails and tweets you guys have been sending uh, about past episodes that you've loved. So many great moments from the Wayne Brady, David Steinberg, and Jason Drulo episodes. Keep those coming. And uh, seeing those five-star comments and ratings on iTunes, if you haven't done so yet, go to the iTunes page, type in About Last Night. If you're not subscribed, subscribe, and then click the fifth star and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, also want to thank you guys for listening to uh, me as a guest on You Made It Weird, the Pete Holmes podcast. Of course, Pete Holmes, giant comedian, um, has his own podcast, You Made It Weird, which is uh, a top top comedy podcast he's had on uh, just the best of the best. And uh, I was lucky enough to, to be a guest on it. And uh, it was a really fun episode. As Pete says, one of the silliest and most fun episodes he's done, which means a lot because he's He's a beast and such a cool guy and so fun to, to riff with. We, we just we got so silly. It was great. We made it weird, as the podcast suggests. Uh, Pete, of course, has been a guest on ALN. If you haven't heard him on that, go back and listen to it. And uh, I know you'll love it. Speaking of podcasts you love, today's episode is another just fun-filled laugh fest from top to bottom. Our guest is Mad TV's Piat Michael. That's right, baby. We're going to start a nice little run of Mad TV cast members from the new Mad TV that I was a part of. Piat is a fascinating dude. Not only is he uh, a master impressionist, like our boy Jonathan Kite, which we do not let him get away without doing multiple impressions. He does Donald Trump, he does Bernie Sanders, Jeff Goldblum, George Lucas, uh, Doc Brown, Steve Buscemi. He does people that a lot of impressionists don't do. And uh, he was so generous to riff and just be silly with us on this one. Piat's story is is pretty fascinating, too, just where he came from and his journey into the business, how he found cartoons as a way to become interested in in doing voices. His journey to almost getting SNL is a really unbelievable story, and it eventually got him to L.A. and uh, how he started doing stuff for Howard Stern. It's just a great interview. Piat's an amazing dude, a sweet dude. And uh, and it's it's just a fucking entertaining episode. So enjoy this one. Follow Piot on Twitter at this is Piot P I O T. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy at Funny Brad at Alan Podcast at Adam Ray Thirty Three on Instagram at Brad Williams Comic on Instagram at Alan Podcast on Instagram. Of course, all the Alan merch at StoyMerchandise.com is where you can get that hat, shirts, mugs, posters. We're gonna start uh, selling a bunch of signed posters. So head on over to estoymerchandise.com. And pre-order your signed ALN posters, baby. And bring that merch for us to sign or take pictures with in your ALN shirts or hats to our live shows. Brad Williams is on the road. He's on the road a bunch right now. He will be in Albany, New York this weekend at the Albany Funny Bone, October 13th through the 16th. Go see Brad Williams at the Albany Funny Bone in Albany, New York. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. I will be in L.A. this week doing shows. Check my website, adamraytv.com. 
Of course, uh, I'm headlining Flappers in Burbank October 28th and 29th. Get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com. And then I hit the road for pretty much all November and December. So uh, get on over to uh, AdamRayTV.com. I'll be coming to Erie, Pennsylvania. I'll be coming to Salt Lake City and Ogden, Utah to do Wise Guys. I'll be doing Magoobies in Timonium, Maryland. That's right, Magoobies. Um, and, of course, the Tempe Improv over Thanksgiving. The Punchline Comedy Club in Sacramento, December 1st through the 4th. Uh, the Comedy Club in Webster, New York, December 8th through the 10th. Uh, and then I'm doing a hometown show in Seattle, Washington, December 23rd, the Friday before Christmas at the Columbia City Theater, uh, which I'm really pumped about. And then uh, Vegas for New Year's at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. So all those dates at AdamRayTV.com, BradWilliamsComedy.com for all his tour dates. We'll be going on the New Kids on the Block fan concert cruise next week, which we'll be doing live pods from and just absorbing all the chaos that is that <laughs> that cruise. Of course, you guys heard me break it down on the uh, cruise recap last year. And now Brad's going to come. It was a blast for me. I don't know what it's going to be like for this guy. I can only imagine double because uh, even though he's half the size of me, I think he's going to have double the fun. Uh, so be on the lookout for those apps. And, uh, and I think that's it. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Piat Michael. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Because you wanted to stand out. Well, I wanted to just be my a little own. more fun. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like I'm going to be interviewing my friends who are up and coming comics, which is like that's fine, but yeah, unless I have a show like this. <laughs> Today we're sponsored by Hornitos. When you're horny and you want something Latin, drink Hornitos. And your best friend Itos helps you finance the drink. See, <laughs> we can drink. We could have a lot of fun. <laughs> what is the? I, see, I, I, I would jump in, but I'll just sound like a Speedy Gonzalez character, which, which, uh, which is also all, fun. Out of all my favorite racist cartoons, uh, <laughs> that's got to be right up there with my favorite. I mean, where do you think he got the inspiration? Like, I'm going to go across the border. <laughs> But 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 my favorite part of the Speedy Gonzalez uh, racist universe was his friends that were like the slow, the the, the slow right, mice right, the that slow were just <laughs> oh Speedy, you're so fast. <laughs> I the pussy yes. gato is and she's and she's is like three feet away. We Don't can't worry. get it, Speedy. Don't worry, I will get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoons had to have been an early influence for you, right? For oh, voices. yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I did. Uh, I all I did was watch uh, Disney Channel and Looney Tunes growing up, for sure. Yeah. And my dad studied animation at UCLA, so it was all oh, over no the house. Yeah, yeah. He always um, so, so he was watching it from a and having a complete different appreciation. For yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like uh, the film study equivalent, but of cartoons and animation because it's an art form all yeah. on, on its own. Yeah, and it just became a part of my life every day. And mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, and then were there. Yeah, because you were because you moved a lot as a kid. I did move a lot. I was born here yeah. in uh, California in uh, Santa Monica Hospital. Okay, and I uh, I lived in Malibu for t- three years, maybe in Decker Canyon. Okay, and um, is there anywhere I could get a little bit louder on my headphones? Yep. How's that? Keep talking. Yeah, I'm gonna keep talking a little bit more. Yeah, Ooh, I, more. I like the sound of my voice. That's Wait, right. is that you? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I I lived in Malibu in Decker Canyon, which was uh, like a funky little shack house mm-hmm. for about three years. And um, after my uh, sister was born, she was the third kid. Uh, we moved to Cleveland, Ohio. From Malibu to Cleveland. From Malibu. So my mom said, What happened? My mom said, <laughs> I'm sick of the traffic and I don't want to live here. I want to live anywhere else but Los Angeles. And my dad said, Great, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when did you, did, did you ever forgive your father for that sentence? <laughs> no, no, I love Cleveland. I, 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 I love Cleveland. Uh, he, he was born in Ohio okay. and he was a basketball star in high school. No kidding. And uh, from there, he went on to UCLA mm-hmm. and uh, played for John Wooden. Wow! No so, shit. Yeah, yeah, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all those. Guys. He was on. What? He 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 was on that team. Yeah. Where the where the my favorite story of that time was that uh, the Bruins had just won the national championship. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar then then Lou Alcindor uh, agrees to go to the school. And plays for the freshman team because that was the rule. You, you couldn't immediately join varsity until yeah, like yeah. your second year. The freshman team with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar beat the returning national championship team in the opening scrimmage. Yeah, <laughs> like that's my favorite because it was like, oh, holy shit, these guys are good. Yeah, and John Wooden started, uh, you know, tossing out his net and catching every great player coming up. And put him on his team, and they won. You know, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Fourteen consecutive something years, like and then sixteen total, or something like that. But crazy. And my dad went to UCLA, and that's how he did that. But so I grew up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, for about eight years, and then mm-hmm. from there, Taos, New Mexico, and I moved because my mom said, "I'm sick of <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio." <laughs> And I want to move somewhere. Anywhere, there's, there's, there's not enough traffic. There's not enough traffic. There's not too much, but there's not enough. She's like, uh, uh, she's like, I'm in, I'm uh, inspired v- by vagina paintings and George <laughs> O'Keefe. So she wanted to move to Santa Fe. Yeah, it was too expensive, so we moved to Taos, New Mexico. Yeah, how far? My dad is lived that there for a little bit. That's uh, about really. That's about an hour yeah. and a half. Wow, that's uh, a, there's a connection. Yeah. That's we're, what we're, we're, he was a doctor in uh, in Taos. Oh, really? He was like the doctor in the in Taos. What year? What, what, I mean, what? this is recent. Like, he, was, he just two years ago, he was there for three years. Oh, okay. So now, no, I wasn't there. No, you weren't there, but yeah. Is, is Talos the kind of town where the same guy that's the doctor is also the mechanic? Is he, also... was the, he worked at Baskin Robbins. Okay. He was a doctor. He did the dry cleaning. He, uh, he yeah. voiced the. Uh... Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Speedy. You got too many jobs, man. You got too many jobs. Fix my car. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Hold on, I'm finishing this burrito. <laughs> I have to make it for the clients. You know who's got the best burritos? Trump Tower. Trump Tower has a lot of great burritos, by the way. A lot of great burritos. Did I mention that this tequila I'm drinking is hitting me pretty quick? So I'm going I'm to put it a little further nice, away. okay. Slow down. Now, 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 yeah, well, now Donald, do you, do, you, do you like to drink the tequila? I love old tequila. I love old tequila, by the way. 
Tequila is the drink that unifies so many nations you wouldn't believe it. You would not believe it. Trust me. I have had so many drinks with so many people in tequila. Tequila's great. Tequila is sweet. It comes from agave. Agave. Agave's great. But we're going to put a border on Mexico only so they could stockpile great tequila, and then we're going to send it over the border. That's the only reason, people, because I just want to see a real big tower of tequila bottles, and then they're going to drop you. We're going to get them for yeah. such low prices, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. Piat did, um, well, when we t I took the cast to Universal Studios, right? Yeah. Thank you again. That was so That was fun. the best. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we all had some little tasty edibles at one point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and gets like next level stoned. To mm -hmm. where it's just like... No, you just saw me when I was stoned. Yeah, yeah, you have have you, have oh, really? you seen me when I was stoned? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, but that level. was like you were just in a great space. Yeah, and then at one point, I go, you got to do high Trump. <laughs> it was and so hard to do. And he tried to do it. <laughs> it so and he just... Like, Let me tell you, people. <laughs> but then you, you, no, you go, you go, yeah, you go, I'm in a better wall. But it's going to be a while. And then, and then you started just laughing. <laughs> but the whole thing is about like when you get high, you become hyper aware of yeah. what you're doing, but you can't say it. And oh, God. But the, also the one time you did uh, the stand-up show at the Improv. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't oh, know. yeah. There's a teen tour group there. There was there. like a group of teenagers yeah. from high school that came to see your show. And that I came happens. out and I was a little loose. <laughs> And uh, you're like, hey, he's from Mad TV, do Donald Trump. And I was just, the same thing. Just pimping you I got yeah. do it. <laughs> so far, there's yeah. been a group of people who've seen only me high publicly. Like, that guy, how did he get on television? <laughs> I'll tell you how. He's a master impressionist. He's master a great actor. Master impressionist. It I paint a lot of paintings, by the way. <laughs> Van Gogh. I know how to pronounce That's his name. That's not a painter, Trump. <laughs> he's a daughter. He makes dots. <laughs> Dippin' Dots? Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots are great, by the way. <laughs> Especially if you lay them out on a painting, let them melt. That's a painting right there. Right there on the canvas. See, Instant painting. This is Trump copywritten, by the way. I love I love watching Great Impressionists because then I, I learn things about the impression. And I didn't learn until watching you just now that he certainly does say, by the way, a by lot. Way. Excuse me. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm borrowing um, catchphrases from my dad that I created, because my dad, he sort of sounds like uh, he's got a very theatrical voice. Mm -hmm. He talks like this, almost <laughs> like John Malkovich, perhaps. <laughs> um, but he has lots of pregnant pauses, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, his catchphrases that I created were, "Excuse me, mm -hmm. thank you." <laughs> he said that once, but it was just something that caught on, and I would just egg him on all, all through uh, growing up with, uh, excuse me, thank you. <laughs> does he do voices himself? Like, where did you get the voice? Oh, absolutely. He doesn't do impressions, but he does a lot of characters and such. He, uh, he, uh, he studied theater. He wanted to be an actor his whole life, and uh, he lived in Europe for seven years as a street mime and clown. Oh, shit. And he worked with masks and puppets, and that's where he met my mom, was my mom was traveling with a group of high school well, I mean, girls. Yeah. Everyone knows Everyone knows chicks dick puppets. Yes. Everyone Chick knows dick that. dick puppets. <laughs> Guys, get into it. Come on. <laughs> Jeff Dunham is ahead of the crowd. He's popular for a reason, people. I kill you. 
chicks dig that. <laughs> chicks dig puppets. Because <laughs> uh, if you can manipulate a puppet, you can manipulate a woman. Am I right, Brett? <laughs> Magic fingers. Absolutely. So my, my mom met my dad, uh, who's in uh, complete makeup as a mime. Yeah. And he's you know brought her into the crowd, interacted mm-hmm. with her. And then um, a couple days later, he was on his way out leaving... France or leaving uh, Poland forever to go to France, mm-hmm. and my mom was walking past the train station and recognized him without his makeup. What? Oh, she's and clever. The rest is history. Then <laughs> <laughs> nine months later, little Piat came out. <laughs> little Piat. No, we, we know how big bi- Piat. Big <laughs> Piat. I have got very big hands. By the way. Huge hands. Huge, Huge hands. These hands were so big. My, I, I was actually born cesarean. <laughs> that is true. I was born cesarean. Nice. I love it. That's actually true. She's it's got a big My, hands, my hands were born cesarean. The rest of my body, Absolute, natural birth. Natural That's birth. how big I was. They dislocated my hands. Yes. They cut them. They put them back together. And let me tell you, these are the best cybernetic hands you've ever seen. I've got the best cuticles money can buy. Money cannot buy the cuticles that I have. You know what's so funny? I... Before when we auditioned for Mad TV, and I remember meeting you on the uh, before we when we all the yeah, group we got did, together like, the pre the preamble to just get ready. It was basically for like the, the group. It was basically yeah. when they were like, "Hey, here's the eight that we want the producers and the showrunner, and we're going to present this to the network." And uh, and I remember meeting you there because you weren't Cause everybody's kind of sizing. Oh wait, well yeah, everybody you weren't around because you kind of yeah. got picked first, right? Mm-hmm. I was picked about a month before. And I don't know what the logic was behind it, but basically they said we needed an We needed a Polish guy. Oh, yeah, we yeah. need a Polish guy. <laughs> the demographic. Everyone knows yeah. how, how many Polacks does it take to make a comedy show? <laughs> At least one. Yeah. <laughs> With an unpronounceable name, we got to make sure. But we got to make sure his, his stage name is Michael, so he yeah. speaks English. That's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> Um, I love that network exec voice. Yeah, right. of course. This guy, I used to I used to broadcast for radio, but now I'm an executive of the CW Network. Your executive is very Jeff Danielsy. Yeah, come on. Jeff Daniels. Wait, you Jeff Daniels. Bridges. Bridges. I'm sorry. Hey, man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the, um, you know this guy, Piot Michael. He would be great uh, on the Man TV cast, man. And hey, what are you doing, man? Don't pee on my rug. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking doobies, man. So I met you, and yeah. I was like, immediately, I, Stern came up, which I immediately was like, oh, this guy's a shit. And then you just kind of like, what well, was so great so quickly, and about everybody, there was this like very chill, ego check at the door, like, funny's funny, let's all just be funny together and make yeah. each other laugh and not, but immediately you started like doing a voice and a bit, and I was like, Oh, I like this guy because he was I can't just like. Remember what I was doing? It was some. Imp- you might have done Goldblum pretty early on to me. I know I was doing a lot of Donald Trump because Amir was. I think he said like you do Donald Trump. Yeah. And then I got into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're very generous with your. I mean, because I I would assume and uh, Brad backed me up, but maybe if like if you're if you were like a really great impressionist and somebody was like, what do you mean if? All right, give him your three. <laughs> give him your three. Let me tell you guys something right here, man. Brad Williams. Barry Katz. One of the most fantastic impersonators. Listen, man. Listen. This I'm- guy has so much talent crawling out of his ass. They <laughs> bottle it up and sell it. 
Adam Carolla can't even match the products that he creates, man. I tell you, holy shit moments, holy man. Holy shit moments. If you moments. want to talk about holy shit moments, you have my man Piot. He can do any voice. He's any half voice. otter, half urine. Piotter. <laughs> this guy is so fucking he looks amazing. Like an, he looks like an Eastern European Pete Sampras, man. But he can I do told any him voice. When he first any voice. met me. First thing he said to me is like, you got to do impressions of me, man. I was like, no, I'm not going to do anything. And I actually never shared an impression of him until uh, David Salzman, producer of uh, yeah. uh, Mad TV, forced me to do it for him. Just <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. So yeah. just a couple months ago. You and, I, you, you, you and I both have the Barry Cats connection. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now, when, when I heard un- you do undeniable. Trump, yeah. I was actually in the back. Before we went in for the test, I started thinking of like other things to do. And I go... God, maybe I should do, and I didn't know what impressions you did at this point, let alone then I found out, oh, pretty much all of them. And then I'm like, I should do a Trump. And then when I start to work on it, I'm in this room for about 10 minutes trying to like figure something out. And I'm like, I don't do it. And my voice is just not, I can't even, whatever it is, it sounds like an impression of somebody else's. And then I walk in there and I go to Bruce. I go, hey, man, I'm just going to do like a Trump. And he goes, oh, Piat does Trump. And I go, oh, great. A, because <laughs> I can't do it. And B, great. Yeah, we need a Trump on the show. Yeah, and then we you need do- a lot of Trumps. <laughs> I need body doubles. What if I get shot? <laughs> but I want to know because it's obviously you had the impression before Trump became. I mean, I guess Trump's been Trump for years, right? Yeah, yeah. just now ever he's since like, ever since Home Alone. <laughs> Wait, what? Thing- yeah, you, you you haven't seen the screenshot? He was in Home Alone, Home Alone too. He's in the hallway. He bumps into. Or, oh, that's he, right. He, McAllister. He comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, Where, where's I'm- your parents? What does he say? <laughs> Doesn't where's he Tim talk Curry? About money or something like that? Yeah, he's like, uh, I, I, I'm I don't going know. to get that boy, Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. McAllister, where Mr. are y'all family? <laughs> oh, so he's you, the only you, guy you who looks like Curry. a fucking Grinch. Tim like, Curry? Yeah, that one scene where oh, yeah, he crossfades is- into the Grinch. I'm like, <laughs> forever in my mind. He's like the walking, living, breathing Grinch. Face. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, but did you do a Trump? I mean, uh, wh- when did that become a part of your repertoire? So, I mean, like, Trump wasn't as interesting to me because he was on Celebrity Apprentice and I didn't really watch the show. And, you know, he was just, uh, you know, a guy on a show. And uh, every once in a while, because I would do voiceover uh, mm-hmm. All the time, you'd be asked to do certain things in cartoons or say, this guy sounds like a Donald Trump type, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of did him, but I didn't focus on his mannerisms or anything. Yeah. Uh, but I was working for the Howard Stern Show for about a year, and um, I was doing Bernie Sanders on the show, and they would fly me out there every other month just to hang out and do stuff live with them. Jeez. And um, then they asked one time, they said, do you do Donald Trump? And I said, "Oh, um, yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I can figure it out. Of course, the I'll, the, I'll the answer out. is always yes. So I, yeah, 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 yeah. when they the ask, and then you yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. when and they then, ask if uh, you can do something, you always say, oh, yeah, I can figure skate. Absolutely, <laughs> I can <laughs> juggle upside down with <laughs> knives. I can do that. How much might two hundred dollars? That's enough. Wait, real quick, you would say yes to figure skating? Uh, yeah." I, I've, I've said yes to everything. When, when they say, oh, by the way, this character is gonna be doing like some, uh, some like gymnastics type thing. I'm like, well from me, Fred. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Tell him, yes, you will be circumcised <laughs> by tomorrow night. Then you call up the rabbi and let's do it. Absolutely, man. That's what you do. I'll do that adult film. 
I'll grow my cock 12 extra inches, man, whatever it takes. Whatever it because takes. I tell you what. I'll on a black dildo, paint it pink. If you say no to the black dildo, there's eight you, other man, guys out there. there. Are 12 other guys who are willing to paint yes. their black dildos pink. Absolutely, man. So you got to be willing. How much oh do you want God. it in this business, man? Do you want to hit home runs or do you want to hit foul ball? <laughs> Who do you want to be? Do you want to be Gary Carter, or, or do you want to be Mitch Williams, who so, gave up the home run, man? So, so Barry, how do I how do I know that? Barry, what I'm pulling from this conversation is I need to buy a pink dildo and name it Mitch Williams. Now, now yeah, you got it, man. It, man, I'm so high. I see. I, I hear an echo, man. When I worked with Louis C.K. and I represented him, I represented him. him. Yes, uh, yes, he I he he didn't make it until he got the pink dildo, man. Because of me after he left he found success man <laughs> he felt there was a void so he worked his ass off even harder um what all right so you go to you do bernie williams in, oh, bernie, in bernie williams the I yankee did, uh, <laughs> bernie sanders i did bernie sanders yeah because i would call on the howard stern show and i say I, 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 I. and the thing was like uh is, is it so weird that when i hear that voice i just i don't, I don't even think bernie sanders i think larry david like it, it, wow! It, I, I, I have to say, it, I, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm forgetting his catchphrase. <laughs> pretty, pretty. It's a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I have to say that this goulash is pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so they have you go out there for Stern. Oh yeah, yeah. So I would, I would do Stern show, and I did Bernie Sanders. The thing was, I wanted to do more of Bernie Sanders because I was so excited about it. But Howard didn't really. Want to acknowledge Bernie Sanders? Okay. He was like a Hillary supporter, and he was just like he would always. Also, the thing that it was they couldn't figure out Bernie's joke, like they couldn't find the hook about him. Oh, so yeah. they're like well, they were just making fun of the fact that he was old and forgetting things. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like everything he said, he was like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. And then later on, they're like, okay, he's like crazy socialist is what they hooked onto. But so they wouldn't feature him a lot. So I was like, I gotta, I want to do more of Bernie Sanders. And so once I was able to do Donald Trump, then they're like, well, we're just going to put more Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. And at first, we didn't really hit Donald Trump hard because Howard is friends with Donald. Mm-hmm. But after it just became absolutely evident that Donald Trump is who he is, then we're right. like, okay, floodgates are open. We can't deny what he said. Yeah. So we basically regurgitate what he said and... You know. well, and that and that's the wonderful part or the scary part all at the same time uh, about Trump and being a comedian is you don't you don't really have to exaggerate anything. Yeah, and you that just kind of yeah. say what he says, and that's enough. I mean, on Mad TV, by the way, they make so much fun of me. This is crazy. This is so crazy. They say that I no, I don't believe it. I would never say those things on Mad TV. They made me do things that I would never do in real life. <laughs> I would never create an elementary school. Never. Is that sketch aired? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Tru- no, that was, that was Trump part, Elementary, also, also, yes. Yeah, yeah, part of the, the trouble was with Mad, they're like, what are we spo- we, we're trying to find an angle right. for the thing. And that's always the trouble is uh, with impressions. You're, we want to try a, n- a new angle with somebody. In sure, thing. because, yeah, because can... Can can you do a walk in? Yes, everyone like everyone. Right. That's like their second or third impression right. that they learn. But what's your take on it? What do you what do you bring? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I like the subdued one, the one who's <laughs> kind of quiet, doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. Not the wow. That's <laughs> the one everybody does. 
<laughs> I like the one that's very, you know, he's had some tequila. <laughs> he's in a relatively warm room. <laughs> and it kind of veers off. See, my walk-in is yeah. a variation of yeah. but a little too high, it's maybe. Okay. It's okay. You kind of <clears throat> add age to the guy. See, that sounds exactly yeah, fucking like the, him. The problem is so many people do me. That as I do them, I love podcasts. You can't see my face. I'm closing one eye. You uh, are doing that. Wow. Um, no, the, the the trouble with impressions is they can be so funny when they're cartoonishly exaggerated. Yep, sure. Uh, yeah, but when they're I, dead on accurate, yeah. they're like scary that it distracts people. Right. You're almost Barry, like Barry yeah. Katz told me this. He's like, Piat, when you do an impression, <laughs> hold on a second, hold on a second, Brad. Uh, <laughs> When you do an impression, man, it's like a girl at a rock concert takes off her shirt, shows off her tits. Everybody looks for three seconds, and then they go back to the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> because he's like, so he's like, your jokes have to be funnier than your impression, which is right. absolutely true. Yes, and I've learned that so hard when I would do stand up because I'd come out and do, "Hey guys, it's me, Steve Buscemi," and people were like. What the fuck? Yeah. Or well, the first, especially you know, that impression, because that's not Nobody one that you see. Nobody does Buscemi. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's the name of your memoir. Absolutely. And let me tell you something. These teeth are, um, these teeth are what got me a lot of work. And <laughs> so people would be like weirded out for the first 15 seconds. Yeah. And I wouldn't have any jokes to go with it. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily bomb, but people would just be like, They're like, I know that's great. So I'm clapping because yeah. it's great, but I'm not. And then I'd come laughing. off stage and people like, dude, great voices. Mm hmm. But they never say I was funny. Yeah. Mm. And that tore me up. Yeah. It tore me up bad. Yeah, I know. How, how long, like, like, uh. At what point did uh, you realize, okay, that you needed to turn those voices into real funny bits? Cause, like you said, it's one thing to be there doing mimics, okay? But then when do you decide to go, now it's time to be funny and bring it? Um, well, I was extremely shy. You were as a kid. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No kidding. Um, and my dad, he's uh, very encouraging. Both of my parents are very encouraging of what I do. And all they ever did was support me. And my mom's an artist. And my dad's, you know, theater background and animation. And he really tried to push theater on me. And I didn't want to do it because anytime I showed any excitement for something, he wanted to be involved. Mm. So later on, I kind of figured out like, oh, I just felt like I wanted to develop or discover something on my own yeah not so be, always not be forced it. into something yeah. that so i i really got attracted to animation because i'm like i can kind of hide i can be quiet yeah. nobody's looking at me but then i realized animation is fucking hard yeah mm -hmm. not only do you have to draw well you have to draw well consistently and it takes so much time and so i still love animation and i i, I draw all the time but um then i got attracted to voiceover which was you know, an extension of animation because all the guys that are respected from cartoons, once you find out it's Mel Blanc, you're like, holy shit. So around uh, 2007 or so, YouTube started getting some traction. Mm -hmm. And um, I had lost 60 pounds. I was a little overweight. I was like 210 and I went down to like 140. And I was Dang. skinny for the first time. So I'd look in the yeah. mirror and be like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, I didn't recognize myself. That's interesting. So what was it like jerking off as fat Piat versus skinny Piat? Fat Piat was like, <laughs> Skinny Pat was like, yeah. <laughs> wow, that, 
That was almost like a Liam Neeson threat. I will jerk you off. <laughs> you will come. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm going to do to you. Oh, but it's because I am a dead arm. <laughs> and I feel like another person. Hey, Brad. What's going on, Adam? I got some exciting news. Holy crap, they're making a Mighty Ducks 4? <laughs> no, but now I'm just really upset that they're not. Oh, they should. Uh, Brad and I are back doing exclusive episodes of the About Last Night podcast on TuneIn. That's right, and these are episodes with just Adam and myself. Uh, no guests, just us hanging out, uh, shooting the shit, updating you on our lives, and being, and mo- most importantly, being funny. Yeah, the OG, the OG way, the, the way this podcast got started. We took a little break, but we are back doing exclusive episodes, just Brad and Adam. Uh, and you can get these episodes where, Brad? You can get these exclusive episodes on the TuneIn app. That's Woo! right. Just download the TuneIn app. Uh, TuneIn spelled T-U... T-U... T-U what? <laughs> T-U-N-E-I-N. Download that TuneIn app. Type in About Last Night, and you can get these exclusive episodes. And remember, they're only on TuneIn. They yeah. are not available on iTunes, our website, or anywhere else. Just TuneIn. That's why it's special. That's why it's exclusive. Continue to enjoy this amazing episode of the About Last Night podcast with me, Adam Ray. And me, Brad Williams. <clears throat> uh, so YouTube first came around, <clears throat> and I would do animation, and I would put like these little animated videos on YouTube, and nobody would watch them. <clears throat> and then I saw like some people started doing like impression <clears throat> videos, and I would do impressions like here and there, but I never thought anything about it. I was just like, oh, everybody can do impressions, yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a thing everybody could do. I guess. Um, and uh, then I realized, not really. And so my first impressions were... Uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, okay. Austin Powers, Emperor Palpatine, and Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Like, those mm-hmm. were the only guys I could do. I was really attracted to the old, creepy, scary men. That was the emperor before he becomes... The prequel. Yeah. Em- I find yeah. that one much more interesting because he sounds like such a perv. He said, my young Skywalker. Yeah. Like that, whatever, fuck that. <laughs> I like the one that's like the very airy, like, oh, Anakin. Oh, I seem to have dropped some of my belongings on the floor, won't you? Bow down with your Jedi robe and let me see your asshole. (laughs) (laughs) The dark side of your anus. (laughs) I think I rented that. (laughs) Um, By the way, Brad geeking out so hard right now. Of course. Does he like Star Wars? I mean, that's my thing. Does does he toss drinks to himself with his feet outside of Lakers games? Yeah. What about Harrison Ford? Oh my God! How does um, Harrison Ford do you? I mean, I mean, pro- probably very forcefully. <laughs> probably forcefully does me. I mean, he's Han Solo. He no, but I mean, take what he wants. Where does Han Solo rank as far oh, as geez. for you, Star Wars fandom? Like hearing a Han Solo versus a Obi Wan well, impression. Well, it, it, it's that very few people. The same reason why a lot of people would freak out when you do Steve Buscemi. Not that many people do Harrison Ford. So yeah. when you do it, it's it, like there's a, like a, oh this is something new. Like everyone does a Yoda impression. Oh yeah, yeah. But no one does no one does the Harrison. And what's Ford funny impression. about the impression community is that when you hang out with a lot of impressionists or know a lot of impressionists, they don't like you do a Harrison Ford, and then you know seven <coughs> other people who do Harrison Ford. But yeah. to the rest of the world, they're like, oh, my God. And yeah. to you, you're like, no, that guy does it better. But I'm not going to tell you about him. Right. Well, it, I, I think that kind of happens in a lot of communities where uh, 
whether it be magicians, whether it be comedians, like we all know each other and oh, yeah, we yeah. know what each other are doing and what we're working on and, and we're playing a little game of can you top this? But then the other people aren't really plugged into that community, so it's all fascinating to them that, yeah. that anyone does. Those and I love things. it because yeah. I, I still geek out about things and animation and behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. actors and. But um, yeah, YouTube was the thing that helped me. I, I started sharing videos, and I was like, nothing's going to happen. Impression videos. Yeah, I would just do impression videos. And the thing that I did differently was there was a fad where guys would do 100 impressions in three minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they would just be like, those aren't impressions. Those are sound effects. Right. Well, that's also Angela Lansbury before she goes of to course. bed. Of course. Like, oh, <laughs> um, uh and so, uh, so you would do the uh, Lansbury. Uh, 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 distracting me over here. Uh, <laughs> Goldblum's kryptonite. Uh, oh, Angela Lansbury. Uh, damn you, Angela Lansbury. Uh, murder she wrote. I don't think so. Uh, um, Goldblum. Wait, Jeff Goldblum coming out and does a show where he just contradicts everything Lansbury. Uh, Angela Lansbury is not old. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. She's uh, she's dead. Uh, dead walking corpse. Oh, God. Um, Goldblum's so crazy oh, because it's one of those impressions. Like, uh, Jay Moore says he has to study to do an impression of Russell Brand because Russell Brand is so smart oh, that, yeah. that he can't just improv it. Like there are those yeah. impressions where it's really fucking hard to connect. Like Vince Vaughn, I cannot do Vince Vaughn to save me, but our mutual friend John, John Kite. Ka- Jonathan Kite does an amazing. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. one of the best I've heard. Yeah, one yeah. of the greatest. And it just, I guess, it lives in his register. You know, yeah, that's yeah, part yeah. of it. And then, but he also has the information to back it up, which makes it just a strong impression. Yes. You know, yeah. that's the key. Is like what Barry's saying: show the tits. You got to be better than the concert. So. um <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like you, you could probably do the voice, but then you literally have to have a ton of words, like, like yeah, uh, yeah, sentences, and yeah, yeah you, you need stuff to actually talk about, it. and especially with an impression like Vince, that where you're talking so fast, it, it's tough to do that. Sometimes. I mean, you could do that if you had a set that you memorized and went a sure. thousand miles an hour. That's you know, that just takes time, but to just knock into it and. Mm-hmm. Real fast. So how what would what would be on these YouTube videos? Oh, so I uh, so what I did differently was I wouldn't do. Two second impressions. I would try and do a thirty second, forty five second, or a minute impression. Actually, like a little mini scene or like a joke, like and a little arc for each guy. Yeah. And uh, I released the video and n- no attention, like whatever. But I'm like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. So I released a second video and then it was featured on the front page of YouTube. Whoa! And, and it got like hundreds of thousands of views. And then I'm like, holy shit. This is awesome. Yeah. So I just keep kept making videos, got more traction, and then from there I just got into a habit, and I did for about a year before uh, NBC contacted me, Mike Shoemaker over there at Saturday Night Live. He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, do you want to audition for SNL?" Whoa. And I'm 20 years old, and I'm like, "Okay, this is fake." And yeah. So at this at this point in time, I've uh, I've been living in Hawaii. So after I moved away from New Mexico. We moved away again, and my mom wanted to be poor in paradise. <laughs> so we uh, moved to uh, Hawaii, and at this point, we were on the Big Island, which is a very rural island. And um, so I was very nowhere near the, so- the showbiz community. Right. So NBC, Saturday Night Live reaches out to me. I'm like, what the fuck? This is fake. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you'd get like spam, spam emails from yeah. YouTube accounts all the time. I'm like, fuck this. But the guy, I looked him up, I'm like, Mike Shoemaker, I'm like, holy shit, it's NBC. 
It really is him. And uh, so he said, send in an audition tape. So I go to my dad. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I watch audition tapes. And so I'm like, okay. So I sent 36 impressions, and I edited it down to six minutes. Whoa. Damn. Sent it out, and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, wow, check that off the bucket list. list. I auditioned for Saturday Night Live. How crazy is that? That's, I mean, so you're not even thinking. You're just like, there's no way. Oh, there's no way. You're in Hawaii this time. There's no, yeah, absolutely. You're so far removed. I'm in the attic of my house in my underwear because it's so fucking hot. So anytime I keep going. So uh, so I take off my clothes (laughs) and I whip out my black dildo and paint it pink. And good God, did the paint fall off? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I know what Jeff Goldblum having having orgasm sounds like. (laughs) Well, everybody. I could have died having never learned that information. <laughs> or is that him getting spooked at a haunted house? Ah! <laughs> or, uh, I read there's this Goosebumps game called um, Adventure in Horrorland, I think. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. Dream, it was like a yeah. video game where they're actually like videos of mm-hmm. the characters in front of green screens. It was on the PC, and uh, Jeff Goldblum played Dracula. And it was perfect casting. He was like, ah, I am Dracula. Come. It was perfect. Perfect. So anyway, NBC, yeah. I sent the audition. I'm like, fuck it, nothing's going to happen. But I was so excited. Crazy, right? Yeah. Sent it. A week later, I get an email. Mike Shoemaker says, loved the audition. Can you come to New York tomorrow? And I'm hmm. like, I live in Hawaii. Because <laughs> I'm like, I have yeah. no idea that they have money and they can send you out and all this right. shit. I'm just like so naive. I'm like, I can't pay for this. I'm like, what hotel? And he's like, no, no, no. We'll fly you out. We'll pay for this. I'm like, Okay. So he said, we'll fly you out. We'll pay for it. And uh, can you come out tomorrow? And I said, uh, can you give me an extra day? Because at least I had the knowledge to know, like, you need to fucking prepare. Right. Yes. right. Shit. Get yes. something together. And, you and I'm like, you don't ask, you don't Monday. get. Monday. He wants me there Tuesday. And he's like, okay, we'll fly you out Wednesday. You audition Thursday. Fly out Friday. Great. More it's, manageable. Oh, yeah. But still, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. And so he actually, Mike Shoemaker, uh, talked to me on the phone, and we whittled down some impressions and whittled it down to about 20 impressions. So I'd literally have... That still sounds like a lot. Oh, fuck yeah. So he was so impressed. He's like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot to work with. But also to fucking do that, having never done... You know, right, a never fucking put, yeah, five ne- minute audition never put and together kill. a set. Oh yeah, it was like, basically a stand up set. Yeah. So all I did was I'm like I I can't I don't have time to think of jokes. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote just bizarre lines, not lines from their movies, just like weird things and observations. Sure. And so it was like ten fifteen Harrison seconds. Harrison Ford at a cupcake factory. Right. I could really use something sweet. You know, just like, that, like, like that. Can I be honest? Great. I yeah, love right. Fantastic. <laughs> and. Uh, so they flew me out there. I went to 30 Rock. Um, I was like scoping out New York because I got there the day before and I was just so excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. I go back to the hotel room, riding the elevator. There's Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I know mm-hmm. you from Comedy Central. So funny. I love you on Reno 911. And he's like, oh yeah? Well, guess why I'm here. I'm like, why? I'm testing for SNL. And then I turn to him like, me too. <laughs> and he gave me the biggest, like, fuck you face. Because <laughs> I'm like 20 years old and yeah. I was just yeah. kissing yeah. his ass. And then he's like, he was all like gloating, like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, cool. Yeah. And he's like, I, I don't know him personally, but yeah. um, 
you know, he, was, he just kind of like, weird, of course, weird, I would. Right. Fuck, yeah. Wouldn't you be weird? Yeah, I was like, like, kids, like, sure, what's up, man? You're like, cool, man. Yeah, you're I'm just you're, for us and I'm exactly. Here. You're outing yourself as like such a like wide eyed. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I just walked in the building and they said, hey, you want to be on TV? Wait, the guy from the Simpsons <laughs> is what you sound like. Oh. Where it's like handstand for reentry. <laughs> Wait a minute, the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what? Ooh, donuts. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh. Um, <laughs> So he, uh, no words, just yeah, sounds. No words. Yeah. So I went to my uh, hotel room and I had a whole whole maybe twelve hours before my audition. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I keep going back to Jeff Goldblum. That's my uh, natural. I <laughs> uh, so I might as well keep going. So uh, what, what did I do? Oh, so I just I just went over my set like twenty uh, times. Of course, yeah. I just went over. I just I wrote it out. Just, brrr, just went over twenty times just so I just had it in me. And I was so fucking nervous. I took like twelve showers. What? So like I would I would rehearse my set as like, every impression. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I wash it with the eye. I don't use conditioner when I'm Jeff Goblin, <laughs> but I certainly do when I'm the dude, man. <laughs> and uh, so, so you were you were you were just like I need to like I mean you had no. I was so nervous. I just had to do something like I I, I like I, I couldn't jerk off. I couldn't drink. I was just like I had to find things to do. Also. Because- I was so fucking freaked out. And a lot of people, uh, comics uh, that we know who've gone out there when they're going to test, they run their sets at comedy clubs. You're 20. You don't. You've never been. I have, I have, you have no, no manager, ends. no, yeah. no yeah. agent. The only one that I have to guide me is are my parents. We're just like you can do it. You're going to get the show. You're going to be yeah, right. just nonstop and just like, Sure. But also, I had naivete because I was like, I'm going to get the show because I'm here. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know why would and they that, have me out unless yeah. they... I don't I don't have that anymore, which is the craziest thing. When I was there, I was like I could fucking do anything, mm-hmm. and I was so confident, and I was still scared of my mind, but like the confidence of like oh, I know I'm gonna get it. Wow! And um, so I uh, I practiced, went to audition, and I mean I'm sure you guys heard SNL stories, but they they put you in different uh, groups because there was uh, 20 people auditioning. There's upstairs and downstairs, 10 mm-hmm. people upstairs, 10 people downstairs. I was upstairs with James Adomian, Nick Kroll, uh, what's his face, Paul Rust, and uh, John Mulaney, and then a couple, wow. a couple other guys who I can't mm-hmm. remember. And at this point, I don't know who the fuck any of these guys are. Right, yeah. they're, not, they're not who we know right. them as yet. Right, and I'm yeah. just like, who are these? And they all knew me. But this what? is within two days. They yeah. all knew me. I'm like, like, oh, you're the Hawaiian guy. I'm like, what? Who the? F- how the fuck do you guys know this shit? Right. This who's been crazy. Te- who's, who's giving you the my prep sheet? Yeah. What's and happening? Like, this, so that weirded me out. But I was focusing on the addition because you then, were an undeniable uh, force. Ma'am. Absolutely, man. They all knew uh, who you was were, guiding you before you even knew it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Nick Kroll like did his audition, came upstairs, he's like, dude, fuck, man, I I don't know what happened down there. And he was talking to John Mulaney or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I went down there while they're having their lunch break. Stage manager said to go on stage, and every no one was there, and Lauren Michaels was like, what are you doing here? Get out. And then he did his set, and I don't know if he bombed, but he said it was funky. And I was like, oh, my God, he had a weird set. <gasps> Fuck. So I was freaking out. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And and they tell you, like, nobody's going to laugh. Nobody's going to laugh. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I prepared my, my set so that it would just be like, you know, machine gun. Because mm-hmm. no one's going to laugh. I'm just going to go as fast as I can yes. and uh, just get in as many impressions as I could. And uh, I go downstairs. 
So we're like upstairs in the main room for an hour. Then they take me to a couch, like a green room, for half an hour. Then they put me into a dressing room by myself for 15 minutes. So they put you through all these things. And I realized later it's probably like part of their process also to like psych you out. Yeah. yeah. But maybe unintentionally. Who knows? But, but I mean, it's, it's, a high, like, it's a high-pressure job, so they want to make right. sure that you can perform under high pressure situations. Can you handle situations? the elements? Yeah. yeah. But the thing that chilled me the fuck out was the makeup and hair people. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, Dolly, you so sweet. Oh, my God, how old are you, 12? And I was like, yeah. And uh, I also had, I had long, long hair. Time to live out your fantasy, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> live out your fantasy, baby. Um, and they're like, oh, I love your hair. It's so beautiful. I said, you sure you don't want a haircut? And I'm like, no. And I, I, I had like long, crazy Hawaiian yeah. hair. Yeah. And um, so I go in uh, to audition. Stage manager's like, okay, you're going to step on the mark and go there and just, you know, stand and, and talk straight to the camera. Don't wait, just go. Mm. So I go stand out there. First thing I do is stick out my hand and I go, great Scott, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> and the people. Then Mike Schumacher says, nobody's going to laugh. Yeah. Everybody starts laughing, like crazy laughing. Does Seth that... Meyers is rack, rocking back and forth in his chair. What? He's like the only guy I can make out. Everybody else yeah. I couldn't see. I didn't shadows, see Lauren yeah. Michaels, but I saw him probably because he was moving back and forth in his chair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it threw me off. Yeah. Oh, no. Because they were laughing, it threw me off. <clears throat> so the amateur thing that I did was... I brought my impressions and wrote it on an index card and put it on the stool. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it helped me or, or they noticed or whatever the fuck. But you know, you don't do that. I put my my list of impressions on the stool because I totally forgot. I was just like, I was so thrown off. Like, huh? and I just looked at the stool. I'm like, all right, next one, Lewis Black. Fuck the subway, you know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I just went into all my impressions. Yeah. And then, you know, they're laughing and like... 80- so they're still laughing. Oh, yeah. And okay. about 85% of it hit. Like, people were laughing at most mm. of the stuff. I feel like that's a good percentage. Yeah. and But also, I had no idea. This is the first time I'm on, I'm on camera. The first time I'm doing impressions publicly. The first time I'm Is your doing Saturday an audition. night live First time you're in New York? First, yeah. yeah. And then, so I do it... First time you're taking 12 showers and not jerking off? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, no conditioner, by the way. Um <laughs> And so after I get off, you know, they, they laugh and whatever. I get off, and the stage manager like grabs me, mm-hmm. and I was freaked out. I'm like, oh shit, I, maybe I wasn't supposed to come off. And he's like, that was amazing, <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Your stage manager Louis Black, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking amazing. You should be on the Daily Show with me. <laughs> we should make some comedy, <laughs> and it'll be good. <laughs> you f- fucking Polak. Uh, and so I got off the stage, and I was, and, I, and then I was like, so green. I was like, oh, the stage manager says this to everybody, so that okay. they don't uh, they don't feel bad. That's yeah. that. I get it. And I go upstairs, and I'm just like sweating, just freaking. But it was, you know, endorphins crazy. Yeah. Sure. Stay there for another hour waiting. Then they finally let me go, and I run down uh, to the elevator, and then I hear, wait, wait. And I turn, and there's a 65-year-old page, you know, wearing the, the yeah. suit and the, the peacock. And he's like, wait. And I was going to hit the elevator button, and he presses the button. And he's like, I wanted to serve you. I'm like, what? Okay. 
I'm like, did he like what I did, or he just really likes his job? <laughs> I really love touching buttons. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's the only thing that gets me going. <laughs> and then so I had so much endorphins, I, I didn't take a taxi. I just ran 10 blocks to the hotel because it was freaking out. But anyway, so yeah. long story short, sorry to keep boring you on. No, no this is but, great. Oh, it's fascinating. So after after that, not much happened. Uh but the day after I had a, uh, I met one of the, uh, executive managers from, uh, Three Arts. He mm-hmm. found out about me. Yeah. He just emailed me. He's Big like, company. Hey, hey, I, uh, heard you, uh, audition for SNL. You want to meet up? And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, I represent Alec Baldwin, Tina Fey, and Amy uh, Poehler, Aziz and so, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I met him for a bagel and left and he and uh, he's like oh yeah i'd love to represent you if you get this cuz i heard you did really well i was like wow and then i got a text from mike shoemaker said amazing audition oh like, my god and i was like i got this yeah that's a lot of yeses yes. in your head yeah of yeah. course so i fly home and i'm totally green i have no connection with people i can't talk to a manager and he can't check in with people so you like venting to the stewardesses and like passengers on the yeah. plane like i'm gonna be on snl you might well, want to sign my tits that, now but, but or my, have me sign your tits in my head i was like yeah and so i went home and i was like a couple weeks passed by and i'm like I, 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 they'll they'll probably tell me you know and mm-hmm. more weeks passed by nothing then they made the public announcement bobby moynihan joins the cast blah 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 so then I figured, like, okay, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, the gentleman thing to do is send a message to Mike Shoemaker, and I said, thank you so much for letting me audition. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was an amazing experience. And he wrote back a really nice email and said, I'm going to pass your tape around because you were amazing. And he did, and people found out about me, and then that's how I got a little buzz about me. And then I, Is that how Stern happens? No, no, no. Stern came uh, later, but um, from that, people were aware of me, and then uh, about a year later, I think I got with Barry. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history, man. <laughs> I got him a job at a shoe store. I got him a job as a photographer. And he uh, was so successful in those jobs. Is that real? <laughs> no, man, I, I don't know. No. Yeah, do stuff to pay the bills. I he got those jobs, but I'll take ten percent. i well I feel I I mean self, selfishly, yeah. I mean I'm very glad that you didn't get us to know because then I you wouldn't have gotten on a mad TV hey, and man. and and I wouldn't have gotten to meet you and be oh, friends with sure. you, but also like, hey man, you know, I'm pumped to be on the show and I love our cast, but oh, it's absolutely. like but I also love that I love like every like I'm very thankful that that you know, we have somebody that can just knock out so many great impressions and also bring stuff that's, I mean, dude, doing the Buscemi is like, no one on SNL has ever done a Buscemi. And you do think of it, you do think of it in those terms too, where you're like, you know, and even like Daryl Hammond, who I love, like him doing Trump, it's a different, I'm not going to say it's better. No, it's just a different. Comedy subjective. I do think yours is better, but it's all, it is different, but, um, He's also he's tapped into a a comedy that works for him, that he finds that you know when he puts on the makeup, the suit, and the pose, people start laughing before he even says yeah, anything. Yeah, he's got the, because he's so, got such a built-in. Yeah, he's got yeah, the he's presence. Got, he's, he's got great he, presence. He's got that lip pose that Trump has, and yeah. And so it works, and then the audience uh, totally connects, and they go. That's uh, accept enough. It. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. No, he's found his thing and. I definitely. But you know what? It's just—it's just amazing that, and I didn't know that about you. That you, a you auditioned for SNL. B that it was essentially the first thing you ever did. Oh yeah, and in oh, now, show the business. thing that's crazy is like if I got that job, I probably would have been fired, 
after six months. Because and that would have been you weren't de- ready for I, anything. I, I would have I would have died. I would have like yes. I would have cried. And so like part of me is like, I'm kind of glad I didn't. But sure. what it did was it became such a huge highlight of my life that I said, okay, this animation career that I really want to get into, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to focus more on acting and comedy. Because if I can go from my underwear to Saturday Night Live, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what happens when I actually add some perspiration behind what I'm doing? Yeah. Right. And eight years later, man. <laughs> Is it, uh, what did you think when you auditioned for Mad TV and, and when you got it? And I just want to hear like your experience so far. Okay. From, I mean, just because it is a, from all the work you've done and all the, just the countless amount of voices and videos and, you know, uh, and just the work that you've put in, they had to have been a like big, oh, hell yeah, right? Like a oh, validating. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so I, I started getting a lot of work through voiceover. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's always been a dream of mine. Well, sure. We're going up watching the cartoons yeah, and everything. Yeah, cartoons. And um, so I'm like, this is fucking great. I'm actually in movies, but I can't get credit for it. But still, I'm geeking <laughs> out. And it, it's, a, it's a great paycheck. And I'm working. And I'm, uh, I studied at the Groundlings for four years and did improv comedy and did stand-up here and there. And I'm like, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, 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 I'm happy you're, you're with what show I'm doing. Business. I'm okay with this. Making doing a okay. And um, so what happened was, I would audition for things here and there. I auditioned for In Living Color. What was it? Three years ago when they, oh, when when they, they were, had that. Right. And I got into the final rounds with Keegan Ivory Waynes, who would, uh, you know, coach us all and say, you're gonna do this and that. And uh, I didn't get that, but I went to the final. So like. I would always get these little clues like, no, I, I have it. I right. have it. I, I just need to have the opportunity to get there. Right. And you keep getting asked to do these things. So obviously you're doing something yeah. right. And you have a, and you have a valuable commodity that uh, these known entities like Saturday Night Live and Living Color, but they, the, they want you there. Yeah, yeah. And the greatest lesson I learned is the more you fail, the more you realize that you just need to relax. Mm-hmm. Because I would go in with so much pressure behind me like, I have to get this show. And you'd never get it. Yeah. But when you go in, relax, going like, I'm just gonna have fun. Yeah. I'm like I don't. I'm probably never gonna see any of these people again. I'm gonna say a bunch of. Maybe I'll even say some uh, untasteful jokes and see what happens, <laughs> just to fuck with people. Yeah. And you book the job. Yeah. You know, uh, it's crazy. Totally true. Yeah. The the, la- the last part I got was one where I it was a last minute audition. Didn't have really time to read the material and just kind of went in like, well, I'm just gonna go nuts with this. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get it, so I'm just going to have fun with it. I had a lot of fun in the room, and then I get I get the call like, "Oh yeah, you got the part." You're like, "Wait, and what?" My, yeah, <laughs> and and it's a classic story. It and it keeps repeating itself. My buddy Ross Marquand plays Aaron on The Walking Dead, mm. and he had the same thing. He was going to leave L.A. and he went, and they're like, "Walking Dead audition." He's like, "I'm not going to fucking get this," so he didn't really care. He put in the work, but didn't care, and then got the fucking job. Yeah. And it happens all the time with people. But, uh, I mean, you know, different stories for different people. Some people work their ass off, and then uh, they do get the job. But for mm-hmm. me, it was like I just went in, and it was the first audition I really went into just so relaxed, where mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm just going to have pure fun. Yeah. And it's just, just fuck around and, you know, 
Bears, like, you got to have a tight five man. And, of course, it was, like, uh, you know, longer than that. Yeah. And that's always the one where, like, when they're laughing their ass off, don't leave. Just how, keep going. Yeah. How do you get to that place, though? Because, the, I mean, everyone's approach and, and journey is different, obviously. But, like, it is easier said than done to just walk in and go. Like, my mom says it all the time to me. She used to quote Michael Jordan. She'd go, even when I was in, like, ninth grade and I'd have a big basketball game the next day. And she'd be like, Michael Jordan just always said, fuck it. I was like, all right, well, I don't know if that's like a direct quote, but like, like no, oh, I read it. Nike. I read something. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Or do it. Maybe it's fuck it and then do it. Just fuck it. Do it. Yeah, just fuck it. Mom, that seems a little aggressive. Uh, I love tequila. <laughs> so so it's like to just have a a free like go in, whatever happens, happens. Because even I tried to have that same approach on my, you know, because I had to test twice. And the second time, I definitely upped the ante in my head as far as stakes. But I also got even more confident because I was like, oh, I'm going in with a completely different uh, set that I think is better than what I did. But there were still definitely like the nerves that creep in that go, what if, it, like where I, I would be very confident and comfortable to go, you got this. But then mm -hmm. like creeping in was, don't fuck this up. Like this is on you. And, yeah. you know, um, what if you don't? And then it's, you have to silence that. And it's human nature to, you know, um, again, just easier said than done. So, how do you get to that place to where you're just fully honestly? Comfortable? I, I couldn't. I, I can't explain it because it just happened. You know what I mean? Where it was uh, part of it was it was last minute, like you said. Sure. Where it's like, you know, I got an audition for you, man. Next week you're going in. I'm like, fuck. Barry was so amazing because he would stay up with me <clears throat> three nights in a row till four in the morning. From like uh, eleven to four in the morning, and we'd write stuff for this audition, and and I'd pass things to him, and he'd be like, yeah. "That sucks. That's hilarious. You put in a dad joke here," and um, and it was great. He and he really worked his ass off yeah. for me, and and, then and you, I appreciate kinda, Barry so much. Yeah, more because you kind of see that, and you kind of makes like, you step right, your game and, up too. Right, of, absolutely, you want, because you want I'm to like, disappoint him. He he's working so hard for me to get on this show. Right, I've got to work hard too, but um. It just got to the point where I'm so confident with the impressions I was going to do that uh, that I was relaxed. Yeah. And also, one of the things I did in the back of my mind was I said, if I fuck up in mm -hmm. anything that I do, I'll just go back and do Trump. Gotcha. So like, you had, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like I have a net. I had yeah. a safety net where yeah. I was like, if I'm if something's dying, I'll just go and comment on myself. Like, Isn't this guy horrible? By the way, this guy's a loser. <laughs> He's, is he from Poland? What the hell kind of name is this? Pyota. He's a cra <laughs> crazy name, by the way. We should change his name. His manager suggested he change his name to Peter Katz. <laughs> Peter Katz. Who doesn't like cats? I love cats. I've got 20 cats in my Trump Tower, by the way. I don't feed him. We got a little maid. She feeds him. Yeah, she feeds him. Margarita feeds him. I love margaritas, by the way. By the way. That 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 is literally an impression that you could just get lost. in. It's unreal. It's, 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 keep it's going. like Jeff Goldblum, where yeah. you just you can say random shit and it it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's I mean it's unbelievable. Like what a great and I don't even want to say crutch because even you stepping out to yeah. comment on yourself, you still have to be. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to be aware in context yeah, yeah, yeah. and articulate. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, you need to know when the give and take. You can't just stop from an audition. Isn't he horribly so stupid? Like that would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 force it. But the thing was, I did the audition and didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, 
and then I had a meeting with the producers and writers that were, you know, I sat down and it was supposed to be a, you know, 15 minute meeting and became like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's a good is, sign. This is a yeah. good sign. And then Mike Shoemaker calls you and goes, you didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, you're, this isn't even your Mike, show, man. It's like, P. Uh, Mike has had a camera on you for the last eight years. Um, but yeah. Then so I, when you got it, you were. Well, I, well, oh. I did the, the, the meeting and then I went and did the network test. So the mm. entire mad tv crew was behind me they said we want you on this show yeah don't fuck it up you don't fuck it up um and jeff bridges again man we want you on this show man and uh the cw is so so i had to prove myself to the network alone sure but also that's scary because they're like you're doing a network test on your own normally we would do this with other people and you do scenes and stuff so i was like oh, I, I had no idea what to expect so there was added pressure because they were all booking out an hour of their day or whatever half an hour to prepare for me to come in do my five minutes they talk amongst themselves and yeah. then you know go so there was added pressure I'm like i am i am physically changing schedules for 25 executives wow you know that's kind of weird to think about yeah and ah, uh, that's what I thought about. Um, <laughs> um, I literally could listen. But I knew right away that the key to get me on this show was um, my beautiful teeth. <laughs> my teeth have got. Now I'm turning into Donald Trump's deepest dummy. Hold on a second, people. Hold on a second. Oh, I'm going to build a wall so big. <laughs> but Steve, you're so weak. You don't no, have no, muscles. No, no. Well, the muscles, you don't need muscles. You hire muscles. That's why there's a term, you hire muscle. Mm-hmm. But, but then, Steve, if you build the wall, that keeps out Antonio Banderas, and then you never work with him again. No, 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 you build a wall around the country to keep everybody in, so they can't escape you, and they have to be your friend. And then they put you in your movie, and, and it's great. That's how I have a really great career, by the way. You <laughs> Now it's all melting. <laughs> Does that ever happen? Where yes. you, you start and you go, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's also I'll, I'll, when I do stand up, I'll have to make sure that my uh, impressions back, back and forth have to be uh, contrasting. Yeah. Like if I do uh, Charlie Sheen and then I'll do a Nicolas Cage, sometimes they'll just morph into one. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, this is freaking crazy! And then Charlie Sheen, and I'm like, fuck Nicholas, and I get lost. <laughs> yeah. And it's not good, so you have to like you'll have to find something in between, like okay, like uh, da Charlie Sheen, and then the dude, yeah. and then uh, Jeff Goblum, and then uh, Ian McKellen, and then you know, so you mix it up facially like that. too. That's right. gotta be a trigger, yeah. right? To yeah. wh- however your face contorts or conforms, right? Is there a way that you do you have do you have, do you have like a system for it's like okay, if like like if Mad comes to you and says, all right, you have to do. This celebrity, Arnold. this character, Arnold, whatever. Arnold. Do you do you have, do you have like a process of yeah, going so, through it? Um, I I've done it enough now mm-hmm. that I know when somebody gives me something, I can be like, I probably can't do that. Really? Just because I'm like, it's going to take so much work to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. that. Um, by the time uh, I, I I finally get it down, it's it's already passed. Or, or sometimes gotcha. they'll give me a, a character. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. Oh, I can do him. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, I can do that guy. Yeah. And it's it comes from me doing so much uh, voice matching and voice work where I listen to a guy. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. No, I'll pass. Yeah, I can do that. No, I can pass. Because there's some people in your register that you're just like, I 
I can't do that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you're like, okay, um, I know I can do that guy based on his mannerisms alone. You Interesting. Know? Like I know Adam, you were you were uh, assigned to do Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And you did an amazing Baldwin because you started focusing on the mannerisms, and then the voice came. Yeah. That's what I felt. Honestly. That's exactly what happened. Where it's like you're focusing on Alec Baldwin, suave, and then it just yeah. sort of came, and then and the cadence of it, oh, and then all of a sudden the voice it, started. Yeah. And if you watch yourself doing it. It's fucking Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And the thing is, like, you also did Pitbull. And yeah. Did you ever do Pitbull before? <laughs> no. No. And it's, they, say, gonna... they put down you're doing Pitbull. And that's, quite honestly, was, is one of the cool things about the show. I mean, you know, where it was like. It's fun to have those challenges. Yeah. Right? And I was like, fuck, man. I, and I immediately see it. Create I go, a character now. I go, I'm doing Pitbull. I go, yeah. shit. And then I watch this kind of things and I go, all right, what is. And, my initial instinct was like something kind of like that, you know, what kind of like, you know, unidentifiably Latin or Cuban, you know, or maybe, <laughs> you know, and laughing. Oh, my God, Pippa, you're hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy Fallon. But, you know, like, the real thing is like I'm Mr. Worldwide, like Mr. 305, but like I like to dance, but I also like to like hang out and have chips with my friends, sit on their couch, <laughs> try out the lazy boy. You're so vaguely Latin. I love it. Crazy I'm Cuban, Pippa. though. <laughs> and the thing is. Fuck it if it's accurate. If it's yeah. funny, it's fucking funny. So well, that's like Daryl Hammond, where it's like he may he may be able to do a dead on Trump, yeah. but he's he he, he may, I don't know if he's phoning it in or he's just like no, this works enough for me. This is the joke I want to tell. Sure, and and the, and the classic example of that is uh, I'm Donald Trump, and I gotta <laughs> say that this is a very beautiful podcast. By the way, oh thank it's you, great. Thanks I'm for having. Gonna, so it's yeah. like that's a different version of Trump. Yeah, you know that is a very sellable Trump that's used in shows, and I've seen comics do it and all the time, and it works. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like because I was say the classic example of that is uh, Dana Carvey doing George Bush. Right, that's not. No, a good right. impression of well, George he, he, Bush, yeah, but he yeah, just he, sold he the found, fuck he, out of it. He found a line that he right. said maybe once or didn't even say. Yeah, and one just time he on. said, "Not gonna do it," and then not gonna do it. Yeah, and, then and just the, held on to that. Yeah, and it went on, and then everybody mimics his George the George. Isn't Bush. that amazing? Yeah, and and also finding because like because it's funny. Yeah, yeah, not because it's accurate. It just becomes so fucking funny that it becomes part of the lexicon, so people accept it as reality. Then they watch real George Bush like. What? They're like, why aren't you being? Why aren't <laughs> you saying not gonna do it? Yeah, not gonna do it. Yeah, when well, you're you're supposed to say wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> By the way, Piot has. Uh, if you have, if you have my number, which I'm not about to give out, mm-hmm. um, because five, we did five. because we did one time on a podcast. And I can't remember which one it is to go back and take it out. And there is a person, and he's probably listening right now, who every now and then will text me, and I don't respond. What, you never took it out? Uh, what's that? It's, well, we don't know where it I is. I can't remember what episode it was. <laughs> Someone went back and like listened to an old episode and found it. Oh, my God. And then just, you know what like, it was? It was like when we had, and we're going to have you do this at the end of the episode, if you don't mind, but there's a Thai restaurant that I enjoy uh, ordering uh, delicious yeah, yeah, yeah. food from. And uh, I'm not going to give him a shout-out. Um, because that would ruin the prank. Yeah. But we have people who do amazing impressions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Kite did it. Ari Spears did yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Richards did it, where we print call them um, in a. a so, so at the end of the podcast, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, close. Yeah. And yeah. I don't feel bad because I've given them a, a significant amount of business. Sure. Yeah. Do they have the best Tom Cow? Wait, Tom Kite. Coconut chicken, Tom Kite. That's a golfer. <laughs> Do they have, look, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's fucking delicious. Okay. Um, anyway, so I want to know: um, Is there, like, when you do Goldblum, right? Yeah. Do you uh, 
do you think about, like you did it for my voicemail, and people think straight up, everybody who calls goes, how'd you get Goldblum for your voicemail? Mm. Do you know that it is uncanny, as, that it's like, sounds exactly like him? The thing is, I like, like doing the impressions for Matt. Part of the reason I also like say I can't do an impression of somebody if they give it to me is because... I want it to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. But it's that's dangerous because I know it's like you shouldn't. And I I'm I'm getting better at it where it's just like just focus on being funny, but I can't help but try and make it as accurate as possible. Sure. Um and so when I'm not accurate, part of me gets angry, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And Donald Trump is the first for me that I found like I can just play with him, and I don't have to focus on how accurate it is. And yeah. I just like I chose podium Trump, which is he's like, get him out of here, get him out of here. He's a Mexican, throw him out. But that's my baby, <laughs> sir. I don't care. I hate. I love babies, by the way. <laughs> my daughter Ivanka is a baby. I held her. I held her. I had a. I this held, picture of me holding her. She came out of my two golf balls. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, no, so for like Jeff Goldblum. I have had people say to me, like, oh, my God, he's amazing. Like, the one you're doing is exactly mm-hmm. like him. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. And I really appreciate that. And I'll never uh, I'll never feel that I'm exactly that guy. But I feel very comfortable, and I enjoy doing it, is, you know? Yeah. Is it? And the reason I say that yeah. is because when I do voice matching. Yes. And for those, I, and I, for those who are listening that don't know what that yeah. is. So voice matching is when a voice actor has to go in to replace a existing celebrity or actor um, because they're unavailable or it's for a trailer or a promo right. or, so, or just a missing line. Yeah, so for instance, when Matthew McConaughey does a movie, then they, they, they don't get a line exactly right. And they don't want to fly Matthew McConaughey out from or Texas. Or pay fifty five thousand dollars for twenty five minutes. Right. Then they then they then they They'll call for then they call Piot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you have do, right, do you have right, right. do you have, uh, like do you have candles, Papa John's pizza? Because I'll do it for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so like they'll send me the reference, and I'm like, oh, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. And uh, I did something for Independence Day Resurgence, and I listened to Jeff Goldblum, and I did scratch for a trailer. And uh, I listen to his voice. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm way off. Really? Really? Yeah. And it happens to me all the time after I do an impression that people say it's amazing. So it, it part of it, it, you know, I do always reference back to the material of the original guy as mm-hmm. much as I can. But I'm starting to let go and just, like, just have more fun because – and Mad TV's really helped with that where it's like you sure. have no time. So fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The chaos have fun. is strong yeah. on that show. Yeah. And and it really helps you as a comedian because you're like you don't have options. Just go and go with what's written out and just play the best part of that and improvise and have fun. It's amazing how much you can surprise yourself when you force yourself into those situations where someone says, "We don't have time for you to get this, yeah, quote unquote right. You just need to do it." Yeah, and then you just uh, fuck it. Okay, go and, and and then just amazing things come from that. Yeah, and, and but what you're saying with do I realize Jeff Goldblum is good? Mm-hmm. Um, I first did when I did an independent film, and uh, th- my co-star that I was in, she said, oh, I'm best friends with Jeff Goldblum's wife. Will you record a video as Jeff Goldblum so I can show her? And I was like, uh, sure. So I sent it to her, and then mm-hmm. in between filming, she goes, yeah, she showed it to Jeff. He thinks it's hilarious, and you sound just like him. You should go 
hang out with him. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. But I've, I've, I'm still so freaked out because it, it's so weird. I've never met a person besides Barry that I do an impression of and meet yeah. them. Because I, f- I feel Jeff Goblin would be the only guy who'd be like, very good. Yeah, yeah. So one, let's go into the shower and not use conditioner. Uh, uh, and talk to each other. Uh, well, because, I mean, like, Adam got to do Danza on Danza, yeah, where yeah, he yeah, got yeah. to do yeah. Tony Danza, do Tony Danza. Like, I, I would I would pay good money to have you do I would Goldblum pay on Goldblum. a lot of money, man. <laughs> and I – and I – and it might be something that, you know, when I get fixated on certain things, like, I – and I just I don't not make it happen. And we got Jeff Goldblum locked in a closet. You got to do it impression. <laughs> He's here right now, Piat. Ah, help me, somebody call the police. <laughs> uh, it's roomy in here, though. Oh, very nice. <laughs> you and him, uh, in some fashion, like doing a whether it's not, not just an, maybe it's you interviewing him as him or whatever. But like that would be. Or maybe it's just you have the same voice, and yeah. it's two guys having dinner, and maybe it's Goldblum's best friend who just happens to also sound exactly like I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or it's that Jimmy Fallon thing where he used to do, where you know he'd do like uh, Keith Richards, you know, yeah, yeah. and talk to Keith Richards in the mirror, you know. Right. Um, this is just, I mean, when, when you when you can do impressions that well, just the sky's the limit for. Uh, creativity in terms of what you can do with it oh yeah yeah and it's it's really open doors and it also leads to original characters which is also crazy because on mad tv they said you're the impressions guy we want to focus yeah how did that how'd you take that so well i mean i i completely understand it but i also didn't want to get pigeonholed and what was really interesting was frank caliendo who's the impressionist Mm -hmm. on mad tv he reached out me out to me and uh, we started connecting and texting back and forth and he was telling me like you know, really fight for it and get your impressions out there, but also like, uh, let you, you know, stand your ground and, uh, try to get some other stuff. And I've been able to do some original characters on Mad TV, like, uh, Buford, the old, uh, judge police character, like, now hold on, Sombrilla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy's so much fun for me because I, there's no rules. And yeah, there's, you there's can make no, them up as you go. You can make them up. And yeah. that's so much fun to do. But the gift I have, is that by doing so many impressions, mm-hmm. I can easily do many characters because I just tweak impressions. Sure, uh, take out a take out a mannerism, add a mannerism, uh, add age or anything. So, for example, uh, let's do who who who's somebody that I do? Come on, Adam. Uh, Throw Liam Neeson. See, okay, Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Now, if we just make him a little bit slower, and we get rid of his Irish accent, and then we make him part of the old West. Now it's Liam Neeson trying to sound like a Western cowboy. Right there is Damn. just a, a slightly well, I, different I, I, character, right? I mean, screw you, Morgan Freeman. I want that voice to narrate so, my life. Well, hold on now. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is pretty good at doing some narrations. Now, Brad, have you ever dressed like a penguin? Because <laughs> I think you might be the perfect size. <laughs> uh, Wait, na- wait, narrate Brad trick-or-treating dressed as a penguin. Here's Brad. <laughs> he's a little too old for Halloween, but that doesn't stop him, because he's got a sweet tooth. It's 9 p.m. The children are going home because it's nearly past their bedtime. But Brad has just started his night. 
pouncing up and down Hollywood Boulevard, entering every candy shop he can find. He scores big time because he's dressed like a cute little penguin. And chicks dig penguin dick. Oh, that's oh, it's fucking great. But like, 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 I I learned to do Steve Buscemi because <laughs> mm-hmm. I did Austin Powers for so long, which is yeah. like the biggest cliche impression everybody yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, but also you got to do that impression to start to wet your palate and right. get conditioned to going, oh, I can mimic shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like, I from that I learned like I can do other characters. So it's like, yeah, baby, very psychedelic. <laughs> and so I started playing with the idea of like. Mm-hmm. What happens if I take away his British accent? Yeah, baby. Now I'm sort of turning it to Mike, Mike Myers, which is cool. That's awesome. I can do Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then I get rid of it and make it a little bit higher. And then, wait a minute. It kind of sounds like if I add a little more teeth there, then this is basically Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So From like, Austin yeah, Powers baby, to Steve yeah, Buscemi. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> Very psychedelic. Oh my God! Austin Powers <laughs> Four, starring me, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I'll also play Doctor Evil. <laughs> Dude, that transformation—that is what—and that's what separates you, man. Because to have that just and that, that control, that control, and to and the wherewithal to to start to play with it and pick up on an impression, and like you said, man, to not. You know, overly assess and judge yourself to go, oh, don't do an Austin Powers. That's so cliche. Like, no, no, no. I can do that, and it's good to know I can do that. And now what can I shape out of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's rare, and that's why you are Thank where you, you are. Thank do you. you prefer doing impressions or, or, or original characters, or do you, like, you, you, I, you just like them both? I enjoy doing voices. Yeah. So if it's an impression or a character, to me, what really makes me happy is when I'm not myself. I was going to say, do you like your own voice? No. <laughs> and that's the reason I started doing a lot of impressions was my brother, when I was 18, he got me a microphone and because uh, I was really interested in voiceover. And I really got to hear my isolated voice for the first time. Oh, that's time. always scary. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. now it's, it's all, like, even this, I'm putting on almost a smoky voice. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Okay, okay, let me do let me try and do my normal my normal voice is kinda like this. Like yeah. for, like when I'm at home with my girlfriend, I'm like this is how I talk. It's it, it's, it's not, almost it's almost like you're George Lucas. I like, well hold on a second. <laughs> I was uh you know very interesting that you say that because uh George Lucas uh is me. <laughs> uh, Did you laugh, Lucas? I couldn't tell what that was. <laughs> Your uh, mouth barely uh, opened. Well, well, uh, you choking uh, on a Tootsie Pop? I, 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 I well, uh, that's what I call my wife. She's uh, <laughs> uh, of darker complexion. <laughs> uh, she is black. Um, I, I, too much tequila. I'm not getting an authentic George Lucas. So I'm sorry, Star no, Wars fans. That's um, incredible. But. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. We were talking about your uh, your own voice. Oh yeah, my own voice. You heard it from the microphone. Yeah. So I heard it on the microphone. I'm like, I don't like this. So I would I would automatically change my voice. And um, but now, I mean, this is my confident voice. This yeah. is the projected voice yeah, yeah. that you do. And I I, I would study audio um there was like these audio books about uh confidence you know like mm-hmm. your people will be shocked when you first speak with your confident voice they'll they'll disregard you and ignore you and say that's not really who you are but you have to stand proud and say that's what i sound like <laughs> and so <laughs> oh, shit. by the way if, if, if they say people will be shocked when you talk with your confident voice yeah because they'll be terrified if you're like 
Hello, stranger that I have never met before. I would like to order a number four on your menu, the menu behind you that you are standing in front of. And yes, no tomatoes on my sandwich, I tell you. If I find a tomato, oh, I will burn this mother to the ground. This tomato? Yeah. Will be a no. Uh, Asiago on the side. What am I, an asshole? <laughs> you always have to have like a voice. confident laugh. Well, we have uh, two, two more requests before, yeah, before, yeah, before, yeah, before yeah. we wrap this up. Uh, this is one because I, I watched your Oscar tape. Where you, oh, yeah. Uh, where yeah, where you did all the impressions of uh, celebrity guide to the Oscars, and one of the impressions that really stood out to me was your, and you briefly did it so far in this podcast was the uh, uh, Ian McKellen. Ah yes, yes, Ian McKellen. Yes. Now it has been a very long time since I've seen a Hobbit, <laughs> but I must say that I do love your big feet. <laughs> And glad, you know what glad, they say about big feet. <laughs> big shoes, right? Big cock. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments in podcast history yeah. was when Ian McKellen did uh, Marin's uh, WTF. Oh, and yeah. he does a Shakespeare sonnet yeah. at the very end of it. And Mark Marin's like, I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was so great because that it, it, it really wasn't until he did that that I go, Oh, a great Shakespearean actor could really make you understand that crazy language. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you really get it. So, um, much as a great Shakespearean actor can make you understand that language, I was wondering if a great actor, Ian McKellen, could help me understand the language of Kanye West. Uh, so... Do you want me to read some Kanye West? <laughs> yes, yes, some of please. his tweets, if you I mind. shall read it with great pleasure, my dear boy. Yeah, uh... That part right there, if you can look at that. <clears throat> this is an actual tweet from Kanye West. Actual tweet. Exes can be mad, but just know I never let them play with my ass. I don't do that. I stay away from that area altogether. <laughs> You shall not touch my ass. <laughs> oh my god! Please. All right, one more, oh one more, one god. more. Oh my god! <laughs> how, about that, how about that top one right there? Have you ever thought you were in love with someone, but then realized you were just staring in a mirror for twenty minutes? <laughs> I have to dress Kim every day so she doesn't embarrass me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, player? I'm from the streets, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, uh, uh, now I now have a great understanding of, uh, of Kanye West, so thank you for well, that. Thank you. Yeah, by the way, you. that's when... Uh, you're also doing a set on a mirror show on Friday, right? Yes. Um, I don't. When is this podcast coming? Uh, not until after that. But okay. Yeah, well, we so yeah, well, yeah, it, I, it yeah. went fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but Amir K is kind enough to have me do some stand up yes. on his show. And the thing is, like, I haven't done stand up uh, consistently a lot because I've been focusing on other things. So I'm kind of excited, and nervous. But I'm like, you know, I I just like to play, and so um, I've got some things planning to do. Can I suggest 
doing some of that. Absolutely. Reading, reading Kanye tweets as Ian. <laughs> yes. Suggested I mean, by my good friend, Mr. Brad Williams, who yeah. is a living, breathing hobbit. <laughs> I will read Kanye West, and I need to put on my spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're more, you're more than welcome to do that. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be great. All right, uh, and our our last request, and again, yes. um, it, this has been amazing, by the way. Thank yeah. you. I knew, I know we, uh, you know, scheduled and rescheduled, but I knew when oh, we got no, locked, I knew, I, I knew, knew we got locked in. It was going to be. Oh. there were, you know, there was a few times when we had it, and then we were trying to do it after our Mad TV live tweets, and it was too much. The audience and, loves this, by the way. Yeah. Tell us <laughs> when he canceled <laughs> and the text that followed. What did this manager say? Um, can you, uh, as as Christian Bale, can you get mad at us for ca- for canceling on you? You fucking tots! <laughs> Fuck you! I don't want to yell in the mic. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, but you, have, but you have to yell. It's Christian. You get your fucking license. I haven't done Christian Bale in a long time. Hold on. Um, Oh, tequila, you should not have made me have tequila. <laughs> this is the problem I've learned. The One little glass, I, huh? Yeah, you tiny I, Pollock. Hey, I didn't need to. I didn't need a lot. Uh, <laughs> let me get angry at you, Harrison Ford. You stay away from my kids. What about Harrison Ford doing stand-up? So, uh, a bear walks into a bar. <laughs> and he says, can you get me something chewy? <laughs> Uh, Wait a sir, chewy bar like a like a chewy oatmeal like the yeah. Quaker Oats chewy bars. That was my joke. <laughs> I give you permission to laugh. <laughs> no. Oh man, thank you guys for having me. No, this is the best. Brad, yeah. Brad's pulling up. All right, I got the, it. the number of the Thai restaurant that I like to order from. Yep. So, do you want me to place an order? We hang up. What are we doing? We're gonna call. Uh, as soon as they call, we'll, we'll hand you the phone. You hold it up to the mic. What impression do you want me to do? I initially thought uh, Goldblum, but I got to be honest. I think Buscemi ordering from this place is, or Trump. Fuck, I don't know. What do you think? Oh my god, let me you go. Trump. You think Trump is too on the nose? Because it's funny for us to know that it's Steve Buscemi, but would he know Trump? Or should I just fucking go? Oh, let's do it. Whatever you want. We could, let's start with Buscemi and okay. see how they respond. And I think going to a Trump at the end of it, I think, could be kind of great. Yeah. If Trump wants to interrupt and say, no, I wanted pad thai, then <laughs> <laughs> fucking go for it. Yeah, whatever you All want. All right, man. All right. So uh, here we go. Here. I, I got to come over there and like, okay. hold it for you. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah. You got business tie plays. Come on. Nothing, man. <laughs> this is what happens to me all the fucking time. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to talk. Hello? Yeah, we close already. You're close? Oh, my gosh, but I'm starving. Okay. Can I have any food? Do you have any leftovers? Maybe something that you threw away I can just, you know, put in a box or something? Oh, uh, no, the chef go home already. Oh, you went home, but, oh, come yeah. on. Hey, what would you suggest that I order tomorrow? What would be good? You guys open for breakfast, like, in an hour yeah, or something? Yeah, uh, 11.30. 11.30? Oh, that's too late. Come on. Can you open a little bit earlier for me? I'm really no. hungry. 
I'm going to starve to death. Your place is the best place. I love all of your food. You uh, guys you serve the Italian Mondo, meatballs, okay. right? Okay. Hold on a second. My friend here wants to order something, too. Hold on. Excuse me. Hello? I know you guys are closed right now. <laughs> you fucking hang up on Call me. back. Hold on a Call second. Back. Hold on a second. Call back. We're going to close this business down for real, people. We are go- I'm going to buy this place out and close them. And they're never going to be open for business again. Because these assholes... <laughs> Donald really wants his diaper. They'll pick up again. They just picked up. Yeah. They couldn't have closed that long ago to have to field, to finally pick up, to say we're closed. Pick up. She's like running out the door. <laughs> She's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> the guy want me more make more spring roll. Fuck the guy. <laughs> I know. Well, I give him plenty of biz. Yeah, at least he's picking up now. No. <laughs> this guy, I know him from the Howard Stern show. I'm a big fan of Howard Stern. This guy, fucker asshole. Uh, <laughs> I want to go sleep. I work over 17 hours for today. I sold 12 spring rolls. Uh, well, we got him on the phone. Fu- yeah, yeah we got something. We got something. We got, you always have to come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do it. We'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it again. Uh, Pia, you're amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. This is real fun. It's really cool to, I mean, our business is way cool, but it's like every, what's really dope to me is to get the opportunities to like be on a uh, stand-up show or be on an action, uh, TV show. Just something where you're in a position to get to like meet more amazingly talented people. And it's like, dude, who knows when our paths would have crossed or if they oh, would have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man, just feel very... Uh, Blessed and pumped. Well, can I say one thing before we end? Yeah. Sure. I met Brad Williams. Ooh. I don't know if you remember this. I... Years ago, Brian Monarch had a show at the John Lovitz Club. Yes. The John Lovitz Club. John Universal Lovett. Studio City, whatever the fuck walk. How is Spencer Sherman? It's still closed. a Jew? <laughs> it's closed now, so fuck you. <laughs> you didn't come out? You don't get to see You didn't come me. in? <laughs> but I still made money. <laughs> and I fucked. Tens. Um, Brad Williams, what I was hoping for. Uh, Brian Monarch was like, hey, man, you should host the show. And I think it was like the first time I hosted. Oh, yeah? And uh, I was MC and I was doing uh, impressions and all the comics were treating me like shit because they're like, this guy's fucking weird. Like every time I would uh, bring someone up, they'd be mm-hmm. like, this guy's fucking weird. This is a weird MC. What a fucking weird MC. Mm-hmm. Then you came. Oh boy, what did I do? And <laughs> I'm always scared. No, I, I lowered like the mic for yeah. you. And yeah, like, yeah. Our headliner is Brad Garrett. Yeah. I mean, William. <laughs> and then you came, and then you you like talk for like two minutes. You're like, that's nobody. Nobody ever does that for me. Nobody ever lowers the mic. Yeah. And you're like genuinely happy, and I was like, oh, I made. Yeah, made, well, made him happy yeah, because cool. everyone's happy. Do, do do coins pop out of his head now? <laughs> I got a lot of coins. By the way. <laughs> Those coins, I still have them. The collectibles. <laughs> I didn't clean them. They're still covered with shit. <laughs> well, that's a big deal, though. First of all, yeah. uh, I'm I'm glad because when, whenever someone says I met you before and you, I'm like, oh god, please say I wasn't a dick. Please say what? Like, no, never. That, it's, it's no, always no, you're super nice. Well, uh, and that does make me happy because so many times comics would bring me up and then leave the microphone stand exaggeratingly high because I'm like, oh yes, it's a great yeah. bit. I and have you, to fucking. And jump you always to, save it, yeah. And you yeah. obviously always make a bit of it, but it's also yeah. like, 
let me be the first one to to make something yeah. funny, right? How about how about my joke be the first thing that's good? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's always and so it's like okay, so with all the pressure that comes with being a stand up comedian, how nervous you are and getting the audience, I'm like, great. Now I have to on top of that. Lower the mic stand but so I'm I can sure do my job. Already, you've got material to do. Oh, I got yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. giant over here, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's something as a dwarf is kind of like dwarf 101. Right, right. I mean they, you, yeah, you, yeah, but they, they, you, you learn how to lower mic stands right after you learn how to cobble shoes. You know, <laughs> all right, Brad, you can tell jokes about yourself, but that's too far, man. especially when it's half past midnight. <laughs> No, but I just wanted to say that that was, that That's was the awesome. first time I met you, and I. I, I, I oh, good. Well, uh, I'm, gl- I, 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 I'm, I'm glad I wasn't a dick, and uh, I'm glad that we now uh, essentially wear the uh, team. The the we we fly the flag of Team Cats. Cats power, man. <laughs> Cat power's actual band. <laughs> not bad. But uh, yeah, awesome. you're the best. Thank you, guys. Uh, here's to hopefully a handful of more seasons. Of Absolutely, Mad. yeah, or at least hanging out. Oh well, that's that, that goes without saying. Man. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. Uh, wait, well, we'll do all your social media in the intro, but do you want to plug any of your uh, Twitters or Insta? Oh yeah, well, you can find me all on my website, piotmichael.com. P-I-O-T-R Michael.com. The R is uh, silent, people. Uh, well, it's almost silent, but uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Piotr. Uh, <laughs> there's 45 pronunciations of my name. My dad mispronounces my name. He calls me Piot. Um, so Jesus now there's going to be some, there's some fan who's going to run sounds up and like Piot. Sounds like a Game of Thrones character. Piot enters the throne and sits on attack. Um, Worst episode but of Game of Thrones ever. I always, I always think that when somebody makes a, a sound like in yeah. the back, I think they're saying my name. They're like, Piot! <laughs> hey! So, somebody oh. knows me here at this Walmart. <laughs> By the way, I love that you put somebody just having spaz attacks <laughs> in a Walmart. <laughs> that guy with Tourette's knows me. Um, no, so you can you can find me on uh, pjotmichael.com, uh, oh, and that shit. has all my, my social media stuff, just to make it easy. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks guys. So, that's the show. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud 
Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.